Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Uh, are you ready? The word of the Lord is like fine honey. The word of the Lord is like, like gold. Amen. Where the word of the Lord is, where the, where the word of the King is, there's freedom. No, say with me, freedom. Yeah. Where the word of the Lord is, there's freedom. And this morning as session two starts with, um, with well, it's already started, with our first fruit conference, of course, we're going to go into tonight. And I want to really invite you to tonight. Tonight, again, Apostle Neville is here with us. But I want you to have an appetite for the supernatural. Is that Okay. And, um, and have an appetite for that, what God wants to do. But as part of our first fruit conference, of course, I, and I know that you have prepared your gifts to the Lord and um, your first fruits, but I want to teach you on it and I want to preach to you on it. And so again, um, let's move into the Word of the Lord. I see the Cape Townians are commenting. If you're watching from Cape Town, comment guys. I want to see Proverbs chapter number 3, verse number 9 to 10 says the following, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim, brim over with new wine. Save me honor. The Bible says, Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with the wealth of your first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And the TPT, the Passion Translation says this, Glorify God of all of your wealth, honoring Him with your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from the uncontainable source of inner joy. Come on, are you there? Is there somebody that can say amen to that? I want you to understand abundance is connected to overflow. We never say, we never say something is full just because it's full. No, something is full because it's overflowing. And as you sit here this morning, I want you to understand that you, you serve the God of exceedingly abundantly above. He is the God of sufficient, abundant, super abundant supply. Come on, are you, are you there this morning? And so I want you to take note of something. The Bible says, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. The word honor means value. Save me value. Whatever, whatever you value, you will honor. Come on, are you there? Whatever you value, you will honor. Where there is dishonor, there is no value. Where there's no value, even God can do nothing. Let me say that again. Or he can do a few things. Let me use Jesus as an example. Jesus got dishonored by the people that was familiar with him. And because he got dishonored by the people that were familiar with him, he only had the ability to heal a few headaches, even though he had the potential to raise the dead. We can quench the movement of God in our lives by not honoring that what God wants to do in our lives. Sometimes God locks up your healing, your prosperity, your breakthrough in other people that is already gifted and graced. Are you there? Sometimes He locks it up in Himself, which is your provider, your healer and all of that. The point is we have to be a people of honor. Come on guys, save me honor. You can never receive from something you dishonor. Come on, save me honor. Come on, I'm teaching you the kingdom code here. You can never receive from that that you dishonor. 
Never. It doesn't work like that. Honor means value. Save me value. What you value, you will honor. The Bible makes it very, very clear. In Malachi chapter number 3, it speaks about this. And I, I don't have time to go to Malachi chapter number 3 this morning because I want to speak to you about the first fruit. But I, I want you to have an understanding that the tithe that we bring opens up the heavens over us. The first fruit that you bring opens up the earth under us. Are you there? Because the tithe is meant for an open heaven, the fruit is meant for the earth. And you and I want both realms open over us. We want the heaven to be open over us. And we want the earth to be open unto us. And the reason why I say the fruit is for the earth is because fruit is something that comes from the earth. If I have a fruit in my hand, inside of my, in the fruit is seed. That seed operates by a law that God has designed. The law of the seed exists whether we believe it or not. We don't need to convince an apple seed it is an apple seed because inside of the apple seed, the apple seed is convinced it's an apple. Are you with me? Whether we believe it or not does not change the fact that it's, it's according to the design which the Creator has made it. Whether it is, if it's an apple seed, it is an apple seed. We cannot change the fact. What I do with my fruit determines the harvest that will come. I can take an apple that is, and I can put it onto a shelf and I can pray all day long, but unless I put it into the ground, it cannot bear fruit. Come on, are you guys with me? It doesn't matter if you're wicked or not wicked. When you apply this, the, the principle of sowing and reaping, it will work for you. It is a law of God. Oh, come on, just say amen to that. I want everybody to understand. So God wants the heavens open over you and fruit upon you. I want you to understand this. The blessing of the Lord is released from heaven, but as soon as the blessing is released, who of you know that Jesus Christ is one of the biggest blessings or the biggest blessing that we have ever received from God? Come on, who of you know? But when He left heaven, He left it as a seed. Oh, Empowered Church, are you hearing what I'm saying? The Son of Man left heaven as a seed because He needed to be planted in a woman. The woman had the option to carry the seed that was planted in her. She gave birth to Jesus Christ. And Jesus became the first fruit of God. He is the first born. He's the, not the first raised. He's the first born. And He is the first fruit. Now whatever is first is important for us because it determines the rest. So whatever comes first determines the rest. Are you with me? And don't be fooled by false doctrine and all these other things that goes around. No, the Bible makes it clear. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. Let's just stay there. Let the Scripture interpret Scripture for us. Are you there? 
Scripture interprets Scripture. We cannot say this is that and no, this is this. No, the Bible makes it very clear. And I believe as Apostle Nikki said last night, it's very applicable that we have to understand that in 2023 and at least for the next three, four years, you have to understand that the system around us is going to fall out of place into place for the plan of God. Because God is raising up a new peculiar people in this hour and in this season that will have unusual faith, that will have unusual trust in the Lord their God. They will be a people that are confident that when Jesus says what He says He can do, they will believe Him. I'm telling you the truth, there will be a new breed of Christians rising up in this hour that will be true worshippers, that will be sons and daughters of the Most High God and God will favor them to walk and to be a manifestation of the kingdom like never before. I tell you the truth, business owners that are here, you have to start to think like God, operate with the Lord, to have a kingdom mindset because the Lord wants you to expand, to grow and to take more territory. His plan is dominion and it looks like you. Oh, come on, where's the business people here this morning? God wants to expand you. God has big thoughts for you. His thoughts is not your thoughts. His ways is not your ways. Come on, are you there? And if we don't want that, it's silliness. The Bible says the blessing of God leaves heaven and it becomes a seed. Then what we do with the seed determines God's blessing. In other words, we can say we don't want Him. And it's your option to choose no. And if we say no to Him, well, He can do nothing for us. Because it's whosoever and not everybody. It is a fact that not everybody will see, see heaven. Come on. Because it's whosoever believes. It's not all will believe. Not everybody will believe. Some will believe, some won't. And then the Bible says, go with me. We're going to drill the, through the Word this morning. In the course of time, Genesis chapter 4, verse number 3 to 5. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering. Fat portions for some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was angry and his face was downcast. Why did God reject Cain's offering? Because Cain brought part, he didn't bring a whole. And if you look at first fruit right through the Bible, you'll see that it is all to do of a whole. A whole day, a whole week, a whole month. It has to do of whole. Are you there? Listen guys, we have to understand what God wants us to do this morning. We have to understand the potential that the Lord has of in us and upon us. Let me go to Romans chapter number uh, 11 and verse number 6. Romans chapter number 11 and verse number six, 16. My apologies. Romans chapter 11 verse number 16. If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Let me read that again. If the, if the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. 
In other words, what comes first determines the rest. Everybody understand? The Bible says, bring my first fruit. The Lord makes it very clear. Why does God want, there's a couple of reasons why the first fruit is important. And I'm going to list three for you why the first fruits are important. The reason why it's important, number one, is because the first fruit brings God's insurance. Come on, you better write down what I'm saying or take notes. The first fruit brings God's insurance. None of you here, if you have something valuable, you will, the automatic thing, even the world understands insurance. If you want to buy a, an expensive thing, they will say, take insurance. In actual fact, you can't even ride an expensive car without a proof of insurance. Because the banking system understands that that what you drive belongs to them and they want to insure their economy. Come on, are you there? But the first fruit of God is meant for heaven's insurance. Oh. Yeah, come on, let's give Jesus just uh, some praise here. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number three says it very, very simple. And why don't you quickly put that scripture up for me? Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number three. Just want to read it for the people. Just put it up quickly. Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number three. The Bible says this. Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number three. I'm going to read for you out of the King James Version or the New King James. It says, Israel was holy to the Lord. The first fruits of his harvest, all who devoured her found themselves guilty and disaster comes upon them. Let me read it again. I just want to go into another translation here. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest, and all who devoured her were held guilty and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. In other words, what you have to understand, the first fruit that you give unto the Lord qualifies you for God's insurance over your life. Are you there? In other words, if you look at this, what it means further, it means there is an automatic judgment on whosoever and whoever attempts to devour the givers of the first fruit. God becomes your protector. Come on, is there faith here in this place this morning? Listen, I don't know about you, but 2023 must be a year that you expand. 2023 must be a year that you see the promise of God becoming yes and amen over your life. We cannot settle. Listen, Jesus didn't die so that you and I may be comfortable. Jesus died that we can take hold of eternal life and pull heaven into the earth realm. Jesus died not so that we, you and I, can just say we want to breathe and do our No, Jesus died so that the kingdom of God could be manifested in this realm. Jesus finds the light in His people being free from devils. Free from pestilence, sickness, disease, and freedom from oppression. The Bible makes it clear, Acts 10.38, Jesus was anointed by God, healing all oppressed by the devil. It's amazing how many people, they want the one part of God, but not the other part. 
It's fractional, fractional by best. You cannot serve the Lord fractionally. It is all of your heart. It is all of your life. It is all of your devotion. It cannot be fragmented. I'm sorry, but the gospel will not change for you. You change because of the gospel. Your opinion is not higher than the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord stands. Come on, church. Are you there? But you have to have an expectation. If you have an expectation for normal, He's going to do exactly that. The other day, the Lord said to me in my, in my private time of Him, He said to me, Give out, if my people can just trust me more. But they want to do that themselves, so I'm going to let them. But if they trust me, I can move with them. Trust means faith. It's like, for example, if I say, if I, if I say to any one of my daughters, jump, they must have faith that there will be somebody that catches them. The instruction comes with my ability, not theirs. If they stand on an edge and I say jump, they must have faith in my ability to catch. So the ability doesn't lie with them, the ability lies with me. The instruction comes from me, but the obedience comes from them. And unless they jump, they will never know if I can catch. So how will you know that God's program will work for you unless you step out in faith and try? Come on church, give Jesus Christ some praise. Come on. So the first point is very simply this, is that God gives you insurance. He's better, the, the insurance that God provides is better than anything this world provides. Oh, secondly, you have to understand God by Himself is His own economy. In other words, He is the source. He is the source. God by Himself is a source. You will never find the Lord breathing in. Because if He breathes in, it means there's a higher source than Him. The Lord speaks. He doesn't breathe. What He does leaves Him to produce what He is. Come on church, are you with me? As you sit here, you are breaths in a body that comes from God. And where you're going to put your breath is up to you. But if you're wise, put it of Him. How? Accept the Son. If you don't accept Jesus, then hell is coming. Come on, is that okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? So He is the source. That's the point. There isn't something higher than Him. Otherwise, He would inhale, exhale, inhale, and He doesn't. He's the source Himself. And you and I, as we sit here, we have to believe He is who He says He is. Come on, are you okay? Then as I, as I was studying the Scripture, the Lord said this to me, and I want to throw this out to you. In Matthew chapter number 8, verse number 10, the Bible says, When Jesus heard it, He marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. Listen to the Bible. It's the Bible says, He marveled at them. The word marveled here is the word wow. 
because Jesus was on his way to somebody's house and the officer of that house said you don't need to come to my house you can just say the word I understand that you're a man under authority please note that and I understand that what you say counts by him that you represent and if I believe your word I will receive from him that has sent you so his insight into honor gave him access into the eternal I'll say that again his understanding of honor gave him access to the eternal power of God he understood Jesus does not represent himself Jesus came to represent the father and what he saw on Jesus was a lifestyle of submission and which indicated to him that Jesus must be under a greater authority the lifestyle of Jesus was sufficient for the man to understand that there is a higher ranking power that he represents and by honoring the word that was said it was enough he said I know what you say will happen you don't need to come to my house because I understand that you have power even as you speak and Jesus said wow wow my question to you this morning when last have you wowed God When last have you vowed, wowed the Lord by your faith? When last have we wowed the Lord where He says, wow, look at this one. Look at this child. Look at this son. Look at this daughter. Wow. Come on. Don't you know the Bible says that the angels look in on how we live our lives. The Bible says salvation is a mystery to the angels. They're looking at this and seeing, wow, look at that. Look at the son, look at that daughter. Okay. Second point. First point was this first fruit brings for you insurance. Second point first fruit have the power of redemption. The Bible makes it clear. The Bible says redemption means to buy something back, to restore it again. And everything that you have lost is in the power of redemption. In other words, it doesn't matter what has been lost. The power of the first fruit lies of redemption. If you have lost time this year, it can be redeemed. If you have lost things in the body, it can be redeemed. If you have lost relationships, it can be redeemed. If you have lost whatever you have lost, it can be redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on. It's the redeemed of the Lord that says so. We are the redeemed. Come on, are you there? But the first fruit redeems everything. How do we know? Jesus was the first fruit and He redeemed the world. Redeemed. He took it back again. And so this morning you have to understand that as we move into this God will, oh may I prophesy to you, that may God redeem your time. May God redeem your life. May God redeem your health. 
May God redeem your relationships. May God redeem your households. May God redeem your past. May God redeem your future. May it come under the power of the Spirit of the Lord. And may you never ever settle for ordinary. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on, church. Give Jesus 10 seconds of praise. Everybody, come on, stand. Come on, church. Get to your feet. Everybody, come on. Come on. Give Jesus a praise offering for His redemption power. Come on. You have to say, yes, Lord. Come on, everybody on your feet. Come on, give Jesus all the praise. I want a massive shout in this place in this day. Yes, Holy Spirit. Listen, may, may Jesus, as I stand here, the Lord, you know what the Lord says to me right now? Jesus upset a funeral. He upset a funeral. He wasn't, he wasn't even planning, I think, to go there. But here He walks. Listen to me. I want to tell you something right now. And may you receive what I say. Help me with the keys. May you receive what, I'm, what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to you. Jesus ripped the veil by his, by his final instruction. It is finished. An angel of the Lord ripped it. Top to tail. Ripped it. No longer will man be separated from me. Now listen to me. Secondly, He walks in on a funeral procession. My God, help me that the people may hear. He walks in on a funeral procession. He's not there violently. He's not there loudly. He's there with a touch. He says, woman, receive your son. The Bible doesn't even tell us there was a crowd, man. What am I saying to you? Your breakthrough may be loud, but your breakthrough can come as a whisper. You saw, my, my God, you serve a God that can rip open up a veil, that can part the Red Sea, but you serve a God that comes like a dove and He rests upon you even as you sleep. May the redeemed in this morning say, Hallelujah! In Afrikaans, the Bible says, the vergeefs wacht die wachter van die Heere In other words, while you sleep, God can do it. Come on, man. While you sleep, He can do the breakthrough. While you sleep, He can do the resurrection. While you sleep, He can walk on your advance. While you're sleeping, He's already on the job. While you're sleeping, come on. Faith in the Lord, our God. While you sleep, Hey, I'm passionate about this. While you sleep, may it be so for you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. While you sleep, that the Lord will deal with your enemies. While you sleep, the Lord will download wisdom to you while you sleep. May the Lord give you understanding while you sleep. May the Lord surround you with new strength, new power, new wisdom, new understanding, and new insight in Jesus' name. Save me redeemed. You are the redeemed. Then lastly, listen to this. And the Lord God had given Exodus chapter 12, verse number 36. 
and the Lord God had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Please note that favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Your first fruit brings you favor with your enemies. So that you possess what they've possessed. It is a transfer from what they have to the favor you carry. I want you to note something. Last night was something very significant was said. Joseph was stripped. He was stripped of his garment of favor that his dad bestowed upon him. And it looked like he was locked up in prison. But I want you to understand something. The, the garment that he wore had to be ripped so that the, the, the prince's garment could come. Yes, as Nikki said that last night, it hit me. The Son of Man, listen to me, had to give up his, his, his garment. He had to. And man tried to buy it. He had to give it up because there was a bigger rope. There was a bigger rope. There was a bigger rope. Can you guys at the back, can you do this quickly? Isaiah 6 verse number 1. Isaiah 6 verse number 1. And this thing has been in my spirit the whole time. It says this, In the year of King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple again and again and again. That scripture means that there will come a day that Jesus Christ will sit upon a throne and the robe that He will have will be so powerful, so overwhelming that it will fill the temple again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And we, the children of God, will have a partaking of that ultimate victory of Him. Oh, come on, hallelujah. What does that scripture mean? Isaiah chapter number six, verse number one, very simple. Oh, I'm off my point here, but it's very important you hear this. Isaiah 6.1, what does that scripture mean? Colossians 2.14-15 to 15 tells us what it means. In Colossians 2.14-15, to 15, the Bible says, Jesus Christ shewed the principalities, powers, weakness of high places, dominions. He shewed them publicly. What's the word shoe? He means, it means He displayed them. He literally displayed them. Go and study it, Colossians 2, 13 to 16. He displayed them. He stripped them of their armor. And in New Testament times, very simple. Whenever one king wins another king or conquers another king, that king takes everything of the other king. Everything. They take their armor, takes their gold, takes their women, takes their cattle, takes everything. And then what happens is that victorious king takes that robe and they put it onto his robe. So that when the conquering king walks in his own city, everybody sees who he has conquered. Now, if you look at that scripture, it means there will come a time, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ will sit upon the throne and all the robes that he has conquered will be behind him. And how do we interpret it into the now? It's very simple. 
every time you have faith when you shouldn't have faith, every time you believe Him when you shouldn't believe Him, every time you trust Him when you shouldn't trust Him, what happens is God the Father takes off the robe of the enemy and is smashing it onto Jesus and He waves it onto Jesus. Every time, listen, your faith is not cheap. Your faith is not cheap. Your trust is not cheap. Hallelujah. No, your faith means Jesus won. Your faith means Jesus did it. Every time, listen, the wild faith this morning should be, I hear what you've got to say, but I trust the Lord. Oh, come on, empower. We are passionate people. We are not average. Then lastly, when you bring your first fruits to God, it is for covenant. Covenant. Covenant cannot be broken. I do not want to be in covenant of this world. I have a covenant of God. And it's greater than death. It's greater than the grave. And it's greater than my disappointments. I have a covenant of God and so do you. And so in summary, very simple this morning, what is the benefits of first fruit that we're gonna to present to the Lord? Simple, it brings you insurance from God. Two, it brings you redemption from God. Three, it brings you covenant from God. Are you there? Come on guys, are you with me? And so this morning, as we move with this, I want to just say two things. And then we're going to pray for you. And then we're going to give. The Lord has His hand with us. God is with us, church. You don't need to doubt if God is for us. I am not in doubt. You should not be in doubt. But the Lord is expanding and the Lord is working. And so this, as we sit here this morning in the first service and last night, we are Jerusalem. This is Jerusalem. Right? We've been here for 20, we've been here from 1996 to 2023. That's 20, that's well 4 plus 23 is 27. 27 years we've been in this community. Right? And then last year, the Lord spoke to us and we have moved on to, to our Judea, which I call Durban. Durban is expanding violently, quickly. They're really sitting on 500 plus members. And by the way, if you're watching me, I still find people are watching me and they don't know we have a church in Durban. 29 Salisbury Avenue, Westville, Empower Church, Durban. Please go there. But now... I want to lead you further and I want to lead you into a new city that I believe the Lord is instructing us into and that is into the city of Cape Town and I believe that as we are in Jerusalem Judea we now need to move to Samaria and Samaria is our Cape Town is that okay? And if the Cape Townians on, I see all of you are commenting. I hope you are. 
As we move there, it is a venture of faith because I believe God wants to expand the kingdom. Here in Jerusalem, we're going to expand because we need to infiltrate more of the community. You've already seen around you how we're infiltrating the community. You have to understand, we are not about talking, we're going to do it. We're not about waiting, we are going to do it. Because I believe the church in this hour needs to simply get engaged, get involved and do it. And through that, we just gain the authority and the power. We have to be involved. Are you there? I can give you miracles here, but, but if, your, if your street falls out of pieces, it means, you know, no, we will help with that and we help you we, because we are kingdom church. Come on, are you with me? And so as we pray this morning for the first fruit and for, for Cape Town and all of these things, it's faith, 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 faith. All the way is faith because we are heavily invested in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I want to ask you this morning, Pretoria, to move with me so that we can take more territory for Jesus. Is that okay? I want us to stand. Can you stand?